Hey everyone, this is Andrea. And I'm Natalie. And you're listening to Tipsy Tias. And this week you're in for a very special treat because it's Valentine's Day. Ooh, and we all know I love a good corporate holiday. True, especially when it's so much candy. The only thing better than Valentine's Day is the day after Valentine's Day when I can go to CVS and, and buy everything 50% off. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> also, okay. I just love the little, um, you know, those little like DIY cutout cards that everyone's oh, going to make me school. one? Yes. Oh! <laughs> I just yes. love those. I love, they're like, I don't even want flowers. I don't even want like heart of chocolates. I want those little like uh, what are they called? Nerds packets with a Valentine's Day. Oh, or the Willy Wonka heart lollipop. Or the like, like fun dip. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't care what I get. I just want mm-hmm. something to let me know that people are thinking of me mm-hmm. because I love attention. Yeah. And you know, we I love to love and. <laughs> I don't know about that one actually, <laughs> but I love the concept of love. And what better way to celebrate that than to bring a lovely person onto our show? Yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Veronica. And uh, did, am I supposed to say anything else? Is that, <laughs> is that enough of an introduction? Let me introduce. Okay. We okay, are okay. joined by one of our dearest and sweetest friends, mm. one of our most talented friends, the critically acclaimed painter, drawer illustrator, um, maker of nachos from, uh, where are you from? I am from Baldwin Park, California. From something California. <laughs> Vero! Woo! Yes, bitch. <laughs> but anyway, we're here to try some bubbly. Mm-hmm. Vero is a huge fan of Prosecco, so that's what we're going to try today. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about your foray into this drink? Okay, so I'm going to sound real pretentious right now because I'm going to be, when I was studying abroad. Oh. <laughs> what a way to start. What a way to start, right? Where were you studying abroad? Yes, I was studying abroad in London, but then my friends and I went for a few days to Rome and we went to a little restaurants, you know, and had some pasta. And I was like, oh, this seems interesting. So I tried Prosecco and I instantly loved it. I thought it was delicious. And I have been looking for cheap Proseccos ever since, so I like to try a lot of different ones. And I really, I really like it. I prefer sort of white wines. This is a white sparkling wine, mm-hmm. you know, and it's made using a more efficient method than champagne, which is why it's cheaper to get a good tasting Prosecco than a good tasting champagne. Oh, damn! the fact that the other day we were at Total Wine and Vito was like ducked down like everything <laughs> like going rifling through every Prosecco reading like each label very carefully she's a, she's she's becoming a pro honestly and you're usually a Lamarca girl right yes because I think that that's a pretty good tasting Prosecco for the price but it's still more of like a mid-level you know mm-hmm. I think for like a nice bottle is like 20 bucks but then for a good champagne it'd be like 40 bucks which mm-hmm. is where you see the difference but then you can also get Proseccos for like $10 which is where I'm trying to find <laughs> a good one to not spend as much money yeah, yeah. Um, but this one this is I don't know if you guys want to introduce Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, here. Tell us a little bit about the bottle. Describe her to us. So today we have a... 
Okay, we have a Prosecco DOC Extra Dry. Extra Dry is the kind of Prosecco that you're more likely to find in supermarkets and elsewhere. It's either Extra Dry or Brut, but Brut is kind of bitter. Mm -hmm. So I prefer Extra Dry. And this is from Villa Lorraine. And I got it on sale, so it was like 10 bucks, but I think normally it's like 13 or 14. I mean, can I say, that's a beautiful bottle. It, <laughs> it is. It's super it, yeah. cute, it was super aesthetic. Cute. Yes, the bottle is kind of like a dark olivey green color. And then there's some really nice little illustrations of flowers of different colors. Yeah, and the label. Andrea pointed this out the other day, but... Um, some of the font there's two different types of font and one of the fonts on the bottle looks like the font from American Horror, Horror Story, Story. That's, yeah. what <laughs> that's what I just realized that's what I just realized right it. now <clears throat> what's the okay. country for that? Italy Italy yes so Champagne is from France Prosecco is from Italy and Cava is from Spain that's the Italian sparkling wine um, but okay let's get into the nitty gritty some little facts before we get into our own review um, it's only made in Veneto and Friuli, Italy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, as usual, but let's go with that. Um, and there's three different sweetness levels that you can get, um, some of which Vero has already mentioned. You have Brut, which is up to a half gram of sugar per glass, um, and then Extra Dry, which is just over a half gram of sugar per glass, so it's a little bit sweeter, and then Dry, which is a gram of sugar per glass. So that's the sweetest one you can get. Then there's three different quality levels. Um, Prosecco, just the common type, which is available. Then you have Prosecco Superiore, which is a higher quality, um, just based on the production. And then I literally have no clue how to pronounce this at all, um, but I'll give it a go. Conegliano Valdo Biadeni and Coli Asolani, two exceptional Prosecco <laughs> subregions offering Milissimato single vintage Prosecco wines. And um, according to Wine Folly, the best thing you can eat with it, which unfortunately we did not bring today, is prosciutto wrapped melon. That's amazing. The most common dominant flavors in any Prosecco are green apple, honeydew, pear, honeysuckle, and cream. And it's typically a very fruity drink, um, very low body, <clears throat> not the um, pretty mid-range in dryness, a very high acidity level, and mid-range in alcohol levels. Um... Let's open up this bottle. Finally. I'm ready. Great. <laughs> okay, well, you know, she's a really nice pale yellow color. Yes, but there's like something. I was going to say green, but then I think it, it was reminds just me of honeydew. It does, right? Yeah. And it smells kind of like a green apple. Like, smell it? Yeah. Like a tart green apple. Oh, yeah. You can definitely smell the apple. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like some Proseccos are very pear but this one is apple. apple. I don't think it has very, like, there's not much herbal scents happening in it. Because when you, like, go to the top of the rim, there's really not much, right? Mm -hmm. Literally, you said apple, and I can't smell anything else. Yeah, anymore. I was gonna say I can't. I have nothing to contribute because that's really all I'm getting, and even yeah. then, it's very faint. Like, there's not really a strong smell to this. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take a sippy mm -hmm. sip. I like the sweetness level a lot. I think that's my ideal. I do like the sweetness level, but I will say this one is more apple, like mm -hmm. like appley, more apple tasting than some other ones I've had. So yeah. this one has a more prominent apple. They're taste. usually a bit more citrus. 
Yeah, more citrusy, sometimes like pear, or sometimes it's just kind of like very low apple, but this one is a little bit like it, like it punches you a little bit with I the feel apple, like but it's, as, but it's nice. I feel like as a beer lover, I don't know what it is, but this is like really kind of like playing into my like for that. <laughs> Not like cider. Yeah, like a cider. Apple cider, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is, but it, it's still a little bit more wine-like yeah. <laughs> obviously it's like more and robust cider, it is mm-hmm. because robust. i feel like cider reminds me more of like fruit juice mm-hmm. and then it has like a little bit of alcohol mm-hmm. this one is more alcohol and lower oh, yeah. on the fruit juice i'm actually like a really big fan like i'm usually not like huge on prosecco but i really like this one y'all mm-hmm. i feel like usually i'm like very not negative <laughs> but usually i'm a little bit critical of what we're drinking i like this i'm a fan mm-hmm. i would serve myself another glass I would too, but that's because I I love prosecco <laughs> in general. Even when it's bad, it's good. It's like pizza. Ooh, okay. So how does this rank on your list? On my list, I think for me, Lamarca still kind of wins as like the brand of prosecco that I really really enjoy. But mm-hmm. I would say that I, I I like this one right now. It's probably like second in terms yeah. of like the other cheap proseccos that I've had. Mm-hmm. I do like this one a little bit more. I feel like it has more flavor because I feel like some other ones just kind of. Or sort of eh, sometimes if they're really cheap. But I'm not mad at this one. I kind of like it. Okay, but um, I don't know what I what it is. When I'm drinking this, I'm imagining myself like instinctually, viscerally on a picnic. Oh, that's so sweet. Let's go on a picnic. Let's go on a picnic. Oh, Valentine's <laughs> picnic. Oh, oh, sorry. We didn't say happy Valentine's <gasps> to our listeners. Oh, oh my, oh my goodness. god. We, just we were sh- pumping this as like a special <laughs> Valentine's Day episode and mm-hmm. we didn't even mention that. We went straight yeah. for the wine facts. Mm-hmm. So instead of talking about love today, we felt that was a bit obvious. You know, Valentine's Day, like re- relationships and love. We've already done that. Mm-hmm. You we're, already edgy. <laughs> we're edgy. We're alternative. So we thought that we'd talk about personal space because we went out this weekend. And boy, oh boy, do we have some (laughs) stories for you. So we went to a pretty popular gay Gay club. club. Emphasis on gay. Yeah. It's pretty well known that this is like one of the only gay clubs in the area. Every, I think like every second Saturday or something, they have lesbian night. And I was very excited. I had never gone to this club's uh, lesbian night. And I'd never been to the club, period. We were, I think we were both pretty pumped. And it was also a very last minute decision. Um, we were both really just running off of like an adventurousness uh, that really, I don't know where it came from. And we don't really go out that often, I'd say. No. So we were like, <laughs> yes, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be wild. We're going to find our starter wives, mm-hmm. starter spouses. <laughs> but anyway, so it takes us forever to get there. And then when we finally do get there, everybody's, like, 18. Yeah. You could tell because, you know, the whole bands thing. (laughs) And I think what made it worse was... So we're we're all dancing, right? Yeah, it was me, Andrea, and a friend. And, you know, we're having a good time. And I can kind of feel that there's someone near me, but I thought we were just, like, back-to-back or something. Mm. Like, you know, like, there's just someone near me. Yeah, yeah, like, when you're in a packed space and there's just someone, like, there, just Mm because they happen to be there. Like, I didn't think there was anything intentional, except I kept seeing... Natalie and our friend like kind of looking at me or like looking over <laughs> my shoulder and I was like huh that's what are they looking at like 
who's behind me? What's happening? And then they slowly start shifting so that we're rotating. And I'm starting to be like, what's, what's occurring? We finally like rotate. And I realize there's this like really tall dude. And it was like, so then like we kept kind of like an eye out on this guy. And we saw that mm -hmm. he was like with this pack of men Ooh. who were like, I don't know, just like kind of predatorily like, I don't know, pushing them up. I don't know. Yeah. Just, Vultures. Yeah. yeah. There were a ton of dudes. And at first I was like, wow, I love the gays. Mm -hmm. But then I noticed that they were all trying to get up on these like different women who just so happen to be dancing alone or like even sometimes in groups and these women were 99% of the time not into it whatsoever mm -hmm. yeah because you can see when like people can tell when someone is uncomfortable that's oh, yeah. the thing and these people like these dudes were obviously just like ignoring all the cues that these girls were giving that they were uncomfortable by them being there and like later on some a different guy approached us as a group yeah, yeah. There was a guy, um, like, we were all just dancing, and there was a guy who, like, came up to us and kind of just, like, stopped us to, like, talk, and he had a little buddy, like, creeping over one of his shoulders, like, waiting for his man to, like, <laughs> set the trap, basically. <laughs> to infiltrate. <laughs> yeah. Infiltrate the space. Yeah. So, um, he was just like, hey, like, how are you ladies? And we were, honestly, we all looked at him like, what are you doing? Somebody said, like, oh, like, hey, but I think... That was not me. Someone said, hey. Mm -hmm. It was probably our friend, but, like, I was looking at the two of you, and you were very obviously, like, not into it and super uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was not picking up on this. He was just, like, standing there smiling in front of us, and we were all, I think, kind of, like, super on guard, and you could very obviously tell. But he was not picking up on it, and he was just trying to, like, start a conversation. He was just like... um, uh, like, how are you doing? Uh, and, and then he asked, God, and I hate this. This is one of my biggest pet peeves. Then he asked, where are you guys from? And I was like, what are you doing? And he was, he looked at me and he was like, what? And I said, like, what are you trying to do right now? And he was like, I'm just trying to talk. And Ooh, I was like, no, no, no you're not. No. You're not just trying to talk. Like, what are you doing? And he looked at me and he was just like, Ugh. and then he turned <laughs> around and walked away. <laughs> Okay, you're gonna have the audacity to be mad at me for asking you like what the fuck is up right now? <laughs> like, yeah, really? No. And it's, it's not like you can't. Well, I don't want to say that either, but it's like it's like okay, you know what? You're there. You're there. You're at lesbian night. Whatever, it's fine. But like the way you're acting, the way you're yeah. like like you're you said like, before, yeah, vulture, vulture, which. We try to look away mm -hmm. because really what can you do in that situation yeah there's really not much you can do yeah because like i was saying last time like you never know when somebody's gonna get violent <laughs> exactly the the worst part is like i was almost mad that like you know i don't want to like assume things but i feel like they were kind of there because they were into the whole like lesbian Lesbians, kink yeah. like, oh no no, no 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 yeah they totally were because yeah. like yeah. like you were saying um later yeah oh yeah okay oh. i was mad that it worked because there was um there was this kind of group dancing right near us and there was this girl who was like making out with this this other girl um and then he starts dancing on one of them and she's like into it um and they're like grinding and i think they were making out too yeah they were um, they were really into it yeah and then i saw him start whispering something in her ear mm -hmm. and that's when he turned around to his buddy who was dancing with one of her friends mm -hmm. 
And then, like, they, like, something was said, but then the two girls started making out in front of them. Yeah. And it was just like, whoa. I was like, honey, no. It's just like, I don't want, like, they can do what they want, but I'm just mad that it fucking worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, like, they can do what they want, whatever. But whenever you're in a space that's designated, mm-hmm. like, queer friendly, mm-hmm. and you have these dudes, and I'm pretty sure, I don't want to, like, assume... I'm pretty sure they were all straight cis dudes. That wasn't even the only thing. When we were in line outside waiting to get into this club, mm-hmm. there was this group of four people behind us. Uh-huh. A lot of people in this line were annoying, but yeah. they were horrid, horrid, horrid. The guy kept, I, I, based on what I was looking at, I'm thinking that it was like a couple, mm-hmm. um, and, or I think it was two couples. Was it two couples? Um, no, I think it was. So there were three um three women and one dude um the guy was the only one over 21 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which was kind of annoying because he was like like he was kind of like pushing them exactly which is which is so creepy because you have to acknowledge your power as someone who like is 21 with other people who aren't because then you have the power to be like oh like drink this take this and then people will actually do what yeah. you're telling them to. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I'm pretty sure one of the girls was his girlfriend or something mm-hmm. because um, she kept calling him baby like the entire mm-hmm. time. And they were making out a good bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at one point, he started trying to get the other two girls there to make out with each other. In front of him. In front of him. Because um, he was like telling them to like kiss. So yeah. the girlfriend was like, oh, like baby, no, like stop. Like, uh, you know, they only make out with so-and-so. So I'm guessing that he has them do this regularly. Has, I don't know, but has had them do it before, yeah. but just with like different partners and like oh, as pay, no. like with payment of drinks or something. Oh I don't know, but because she was like, Word. you know, yeah, that they, they don't, don't do this do with this. each other, yeah. like only with these people. Mm-hmm. But he kept pushing and pushing, and eventually, like I, she was just like, um, no, like just stop, like baby, stop. I'll find somebody inside to make out with. And she's just like, oh, no, honey, no, you can do so much better than him. It's just, like, so upsetting. And we were just standing in the rain, just done. Just I was so done. mad. I, oh, God, I just wanted to whack him with my umbrella. I was being very violent. <laughs> I was being very violent this night. But, but he was also, like, a pretty tall guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, imposing dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all the women were pretty short. Yeah. So that was, like, another thing. So it was kind of... It was just so creepy because I'm like, I know he's over 21, but I don't know if he's like on the cusp of it or what. I don't know mm-hmm. how much older he is That's true. than they are. Because he could have been a lot older. Yeah. So it was just like really creepy, but I also didn't feel comfortable like stepping in or saying anything yeah. because they, they're like an established friend group and that's, that's harder yeah. to say something about than like a stranger going mm-hmm. up to someone and being creepy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's not it's not just like, oh, only men are creepy at these events because not that he had. So um this was before the guys approached us mm-hmm. because I think if it happened after, I would have I would have like broken apart. <laughs> honestly. So we were all dancing and it was like fine and I felt a tap on my side. So I was like, what the fuck? So I turned around expecting somebody to be like right on my right side, which mm-hmm. is where I felt the tapping, but no one was there. So I had to keep turning around until I was basically like <laughs> I was almost facing forward again. Yeah. Just like super far on my left <laughs> side. 
so I was like, what? And there's a girl behind me. And um, I was looking at her like, uh, yeah, yeah like, oh, hello, what's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's looking at me. And um, like, after like a beat, she's like, oh, um, nothing. Like, just kidding. Like, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> so I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was like, that was weird. Whatever. <laughs> so I turned back around and I'm just like dancing again. And then not long later, um, I feel a tapping again on my mm-hmm. waist. And like, so I turn around and uh, she's again on the o- complete opposite side. And she, like, basically shoves a drink in my face. And she's like, do you want this? And I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, no. Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> God, no. no. She was like, do you want this? God. And um, now I see that there's another girl behind her kind of, like, watching, waiting to see what's going to happen. And I was like, I didn't want to be rude. I was like, maybe she's trying to hit okay. on me. And it's just really awkward about it. I don't know. Could you accept a drink from someone? No, no, no. I know. I, know. I did. I wasn't going to. But okay. I didn't want to be rude. and just be like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was, so I was like, oh, what is it? <laughs> I was drunk. God. I was drunk. Okay. <laughs> but um, I was just like, oh, what is it? Because I looked in that cup. And it was like a weird, like kind of like murky purple. I'm trying like, to give you like, like I know. I was like, is this lean? Like, what the fuck? Um, like best case scenario is something really amazing, and I go to the bar and order it myself. Um, Worst case scenario, there was a roof. Oh god, honestly, maybe. So um, uh, and the music's loud. So she like tells me, but I can't really hear. Her, so I just hear like blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Mix of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And there's like alarm bells in my head now because I'm like mm-hmm. mix of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I know they did not just like pour all this into a cup for you behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Mix no. of a bunch of different things. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh no, thank you. Like I have my beer and I like leave my beer and then I kind of just like swerved back to face my friends. <laughs> But I was just like, fuck. No, but that's not that's the end true. of it. That's not the end that's of it, That's not though, the end right? of it. No, 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 no. Um, so then a bit later, Andrea and our friend had to go pee. And um, the bathroom was in a different room that karaoke was going on in. So whenever Andrea and our friends come out of the restroom, we kind of just, like, linger um, <laughs> at the entrance. Like, just, like, <laughs> because that's where the table is. That's where I was plopped down. Yeah. Um, and we were kind of just, like, watching and, like, singing along. And then, like, I... Um, I think, I can't remember if I was like, I don't know how it, like she got my attention, but there was a girl standing on the other side of me, opposite to where Andrea and our friend were. And she just started like talking to me. And I was like, ooh, she's cute. Like, wow, maybe this night wasn't a waste. Um, but I was also like still turning to Andrea and her friend. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't giving her like my full attention. Sure. And I think she picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Because then um, the next time like I turned around, she was like, oh, and like, just like, so you know, I'm not like, I'm not trying to hit on you or anything. And I was like, okay, like, okay. chill. <laughs> I'm not that into it. Like, chill. But um, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, no, like, that's fine. She was like, um, and then she's like, going. Um, and she was like, no, like, I'm not trying to hit on you or anything. Don't worry. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. She was like, oh, I'm just waiting for my friend in the bathroom. Um, we went in the bathroom earlier, and um, she was holding my drink. And then when I went in, she was using the restroom, but my drink was on the floor. So now I don't like, trust her so okay. i'm staying out here while she uses the restroom <laughs> all right it was just a really long-winded explanation that's too much explanation yeah and that i was fake. like yeah. yeah i was like that's so that's that's true I was like, that's what, really like, yeah it's true when someone's lying they either don't give enough detail or, or they much. give too much yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's so too i was much. like okay so then those like same alarm bells from earlier <laughs> were ringing off so i was like um and then i like as i was turning around back to andrea 
I noticed that the girl who shoved the drink in my face was sitting at the table in front of us. Mm-hmm. And then it clicked that this girl was her friend, the one who was kind of like hanging back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, this is too much of a coincidence mm-hmm. that you're going to be here talking to me while your friend is right there since she already tried and missed. Mm-hmm. So I like kind of sh- closed myself off from her sure. and just... Um, turned to Andrea and our friend well, to like, talk to them. The way that the friend was standing was also very weird because she was so close but not interacting with this person. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she was also kind of sitting to the side so she could see us like out of the corner of her eye. Yeah, she was watching very intently. Yeah, and like, like neither of them ever tried to contact anybody else from the group. It was just like so me. Creepy. So I felt kind they of like, targeting, targeting you. They yeah, were, they were totally targeting yeah, you. Yeah, because like, how, how, what's the chance that they would have followed? From a separate room to go to the restroom at the same time that we had gone. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, but, then what, the, but then the friend left, right? With yeah. The okay. Okay. Yeah. So then um, remember her like long explanation about waiting for a friend in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Well, um, like after it was kind of obvious that I was going to stop talking to her mm-hmm. because I was like trying like really hard to close that off. Yeah. She and her friend who pushed the drink in my face just walked away. And I was like, okay, so where's the friend that you were waiting for in the bathroom? Like... There was no third person. It was just Mm-mm. the two of them. Mm-mm. So I was like, um, what were they trying for? No. What was going on? I mean, like, here? best case scenario, it's just, like the weirdest, awkwardest pickup That's true. in the world. Where they for were trying threesome. to. For a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> that never came to fruition. Personal space is important. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is very important. Yes, it is. Ooh, you've got. You I have do. stories. I do to have share stories. So Oof. this ties uh, to a scene from Twilight. <laughs> Everyone's favorite middle school obsession. <coughs> High school for some. <laughs> so, like everybody knows, you know, that scene both in the movies and in the books mm-hmm. where Edward, you know, goes into Belle's room while she's sleeping to watch her because he, Ooh. you know, quote unquote loves her so much. Which was romantic too, many Which was romantic, you know. But now we know better that their relationship was like abusive and manipulative as hell. Exactly. And the thing is, if you really think about it, that's super creepy. And one of the reasons why I know that that's super creepy is because I've had that happen to me. Jesus Christ. Where someone who I thought was a friend came into my room while I was sleeping. And the thing is that I was so knocked out and so unaware like i like i'm a deep sleeper so i was Mm -hmm. completely just asleep so i didn't know about this until like two and a half years after it happened oh my god like literally like one of our other friends was like oh yeah i remember this time that this person was like we were meeting up with you you weren't answering so like okay we'll knock on her door so they knock on my door i'm not answering our other friend is like okay well she's not answering you know she's either really fast asleep or she's just not here in either case mm-hmm. we should go but then this other person is like no let's just go in and so this person just opens the door to my room and tries to wake me up and our other friend is like freaking out because she's like what are you doing you went into someone's face you went to someone's room like this is not your room this person is unconscious she mm-hmm. is asleep and so when I learned that, like, years after the fact, I was like, what the hell? Like, usually, you're, like, you're unaware when you're asleep. You're completely defenseless. Mm-hmm. So then, like, putting, like, idealizing that thing where someone's, like, obsessed with you and they're, like, watching you as you sleep, that's so creepy. And, like, if that actually happened to you in real life, 
it's even it's even more creepy you know like that's your personal space especially on college campuses especially on college campuses and especially on like liberal arts college you know campuses and i feel like liberal arts colleges in general try to foster a sense of community and safety Mm -hmm. and safety so then people feel free to unlock their doors and i was actually talking about this to it to like another friend back home who goes to a different liberal arts college and he's like oh yeah like nobody locks their doors on Mm -hmm. our campus because that's just a thing and it's a thing that you respect people's boundaries and you don't go into people's rooms unless they invite you in or unless they've given you like explicit you know information like oh yeah Mm -hmm. like you can go into my room it's fine so then for this person to do that and to do that on more than one occasion actually oh god more than one more than one because this was a different thing i was in class and then i like came back into my room opened my door this is when i had a roommate right so the only people i'm expecting in my room is either my roommate or my roommate's friends with my roommate like being in the bathroom or like getting food or something you know so i walk in and i just see like a lump in my bed underneath my covers Mm -hmm. right and i just see a lump there and obviously i haven't invited anyone in here Mm -hmm. nothing no no yeah no i'm just coming back from class and so i start freaking out i'm like what the hell mm-hmm. is this yeah. and then i see you know like this person emerge from the covers who <laughs> was a close friend and they're just like sleepy you know as if you're just waking up from nap and they're like oh hey and i was like um hey <laughs> <laughs> hey what the fuck like, are you hey. doing and the thing is that like you guys know this i'm terrible at confrontation i'm getting a little bit better at it but mm-hmm. it's not it's not my forte and this person knows this because we've had extensive conversations about like my you know how i need to like have a plan when i confront someone and so they're just like oh yeah like i had like two classes back to back in science center but you know i was sleepy and i didn't want to go back to my room because it's on the other side of campus so i just like decided you know to take a nap here in your bed like in in my bed in my sheets like in my room and so like, while this is happening, like, my mind is freaking out. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, checking my phone because I was like, okay, like, she she had to have sent a message. Like, she had to have, like, sent me a text, like, something, a voicemail, and there's nothing on my phone. And the thing is that since I was freaking out so much, like, that moment is just, like, burned into my brain just, mm-hmm. like, permanently. And so I know this person did not send a message. And so then they were like, oh, yeah, but, like, my next class is right now, so I'm just going to, like, go. And then they just leave and like I'm just, it was nothing like it was nothing and i'm just there in my room and i remember going to bed that night and feeling super weird like in my own bed mm-hmm. yeah. because this person who like i was like just in there right without yeah, like my that's permission. a huge violation of space because exactly. i mean like on college campuses especially if you live in a dorm like you have such a tiny space to call your own exactly so you have like a lot of people hold that like really sacred mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like I mean, first of all, any of this would be bad. Like, I already get uncomfortable when someone knocks on my door without texting sometimes. (laughs) Like, that's already, like, oh, my God. But the fact that, like, it's not, like, oh, a chill friend who was, like, maybe, like, hanging out in your room, which is right here. It's, like, someone who's in such a, like, private space as, like, opening up the comforter, getting in your sheets, getting into a space where it's, like... Like, like it's where you sleep it's where you're mm -hmm. unconscious it's Mm -hmm. where you're like no longer aware of what's going on around you and so that's just that's just really that's just a really really weird thing to have and then the thing is that i never confronted this person about Mm -hmm. this until like years later because in my head i was like oh this person is a friend this person doesn't mean me any harm and i think sometimes it's harder to recognize when your boundaries are being pushed when it's a friend that's pushing them 
because I feel like we're so primed to think about like your personal space and your mm-hmm. boundaries in terms of like romantic relationships. Yeah. So if it's a romantic relationship and this person is pushing your boundaries in a weird way, you're like, oh, like, you know, this is a romantic relationship. Like I should be able to, you know, set this at my own pace. But when it's a friend, like you're so primed to think that like friendships are forever and that, you know, with a friend, you're supposed to absolutely share everything. So then you're more likely to be like, oh, but like my friend wouldn't ever do something that isn't in my best interest when actually, you know, maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. this friend isn't as good of a person as you thought they were. Yeah, toxic friendships definitely exist as well. Yeah. And just because someone is doesn't technically have a romantic connection to you doesn't mean that they can't harm you. Yeah, exactly. And I think you brought up a really important a really important point is that we usually talk about boundaries mm-hmm. and um, consent mm-hmm. in terms to like romantic physical relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we don't really talk about um, how to like approach those boundaries and like talk about that kind of consent. I mean, we don't even talk about consent sexually very well. I know, and which means that we talk about consent even less in friendships, even in platonic yeah. friendships. Mm-hmm. And that's such an important thing that I didn't realize. Like you have to set your own boundaries, and you can tell when a boundary is being pushed if you feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and so like the the moment that you feel uncomfortable that's like that's an alert that's something that's telling you hey this is something that isn't right with you and so for me the problem was that time and time again I would ignore being uncomfortable I would ignore like the same person would you know was like very much of like a toucher feeler I'm not that person unless I'm like in a romantic relationship and even then it takes like a while for me to warm up to that Mm -hmm. but there's different types of people you know some people are perfectly comfortable like cuddling and platonic relationships but that's not really me but again I like ignored that and just kind of didn't say anything even though I feel like most people could probably tell that I wasn't like super into it. Again, yeah. being able to tell, you know, when someone yeah. is uncomfortable from like the other end. And so it was just one thing after another. You know, you just, if you don't set your boundaries, if you don't acknowledge them, if you don't say anything one time, then it becomes a habit. And then it just happens over and over and over again until that's like your baseline, just like not having those boundaries. And then that's bad. I feel like, like an issue I've had as well is that. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you you mentioned this before, like they have mm. their like my best interest in mind. Yes. So it's like maybe I'm being silly. Maybe exactly. I'm overthinking yeah. it. Maybe yeah. I'm the one who is has weird, weird boundaries, boundaries. Which yeah. is like, no, that's a boundary and it exists for a reason. Or exactly. maybe sometimes the other person plays it off as like, oh, you're overreacting, or like, exactly. oh, it's nothing, or like, oh, this is what I get all the time, like, oh, this is just how I am. And that's fine if that's how you are, but you have to recognize that not everybody is the same way. So, like, yeah, it's fine to be a touchy-feely person, but be touchy-feely and ask, is it okay if I hug you? Is it fine if we, like, cuddle or, like, you that's know? true. Like, ask, is this okay? Like, just if you're having sex with somebody, you should... Like, I'm not saying, like, is it fine if funny. I put my finger Exactly, but, 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 but there's ways but, to know, ask like, for consent without yeah. it being, like, is it okay if I do this? You know, you yeah. can be like, oh, how does this feel? Or, like, like, you, know, like, you yeah. can tell me to, you know, slow down at any time and just, you know, keep going. And then that person feels free to be like, oh, hey, can you slow down? So there's a lot of ways of doing it that are, like, you know, clear but not over the top. And, again, like, being... Um, aware of how the other person is responding. Like, those dudes at the club were not picking up anything. Maybe they didn't want to. Maybe they ignored it. But, like, you can obviously tell. And if you're not a shit person, you should stop whenever exactly. it's clear that this person is it's not, like, into it 100%, you know? Exactly. And I, I think that in the same way, like, with friendships, 
it kind of also becomes easier to be like, oh, I just didn't know. Like Exactly, mm-hmm. which is what this person also said to me, and that I found out that they were lying about it, mm-hmm. which was also a whole other thing. I'm sorry, I'm just like venting right now, because this is where you're honest, you know? Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of like staying in a specific moment, I always get that when I remember fanfic, because I don't read it as often now yeah. as I used to. Uh-huh. But sometimes you you, you know you, you just go back to it, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like like there's like, like ridiculous tropes, but there's something so addictive about fanfiction. Yeah, I do not need high quality with fanfiction. You you don't. Oh, no, no, you no, no, really no. you really don't. Yeah, honestly, like it's it's all wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Really. Oh yeah. The what is it? The Mary Sue thing. Yes, the Mary Sue thing. When you insert yourself. Yes, or the Mad Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah. This is, okay, so um, I'm about to expose myself right now, but yeah, we're going to we're, okay. We're going Shut to expose up. No, ourselves. Like, but like, I talk about like dating and sex and things like that with like my friends all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine. That's true. I don't care if we're like on a quiet ass bus. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just gonna like talk. Yeah. But I never talk about my um, <laughs> fan fiction addiction <gasps> slash porn slash smut of choice uh-huh. but uh, oh, sometimes the smut is good don't knock it till so you good. try it's it so good. it's the characterization yeah so um feel free to snipe me for this i snipe myself over this but <laughs> my favorite ship to read is dramini <laughs> <laughs> and for um for those of you uninitiated peoples out there that's Draco Malfoy and Hermione Granger <laughs> which like yeah like can't can't canonically or whatever yes. it's like horrible and abusive and manipulative and really very 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 bad but no I'm talking about like the fan and world the fan and I'm with you on this one it's I, so good I like if we're talking more about the canon, I was more of a Harry Hermione shipper. Really? Then, well, okay, but after that scene okay. in Deathly Hollows, Hollows? When they were dancing, I was like, yeah. wow. That's true, that's true. That's like, true. especially that, that that scene that they put into the movie mm-hmm. where they're like dancing. Yeah. I was like, that's not how you look at your sister. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. Exactly. Oh, oh, you can all agree on that. Exactly. Exactly. It's a whole I'm genre sorry. in conviction. What is it? Rom bashing? Rom bashing. I love rom bashing. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, like, okay, not gonna lie. Whenever I first started reading fanfic, um, I, like, first started reading, like, Ron. Hermione because I didn't want to like get too crazy with it and I also yeah. didn't know mm-hmm. how much how many like liberties people took with fan fiction exactly. when writing it but then I got into I think I like accidentally read one where she was with Ron but ended up with Draco and then I was like oh, oh my god they make so much sense they always give Draco and Hermione the best banter mm-hmm. they do and you all know I'm a slut for and the thing is that there's like already like this built in sort of like tension between yeah, them yeah all and that hate yeah and it's that whole like Romeo Juliet complex and like, they're both like, 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 the, like, the, like the bad boy and the good girl yes exactly it's a type it's a type oh, it's my you type know? I love tropes I love the oh, oh the Harry Potter marriage law one I love marriage law earlier I love a good redemption story exactly so like whenever they're like oh like this is your most ideal match (laughs) i i I personally like characters that don't have a lot of backstory but have like this full canon like like they like like sorry fanon like World like Blaze of Beanie has no. That's true. He has very little. Nothing in the books. But in fanfiction, he's hot. He's hot. My worst thing. My worst thing is when 
I have been like they use the same trope or something in mm. Harry Potter that I think that it actually happened in the books that I'm talking with someone <laughs> who only reads the book and they're like and I'm like talking about some plot line and they're like what are you talking about wait wait wait, wait like what like yes can you remember one um okay this is embarrassing God, I this love is it. not Harry Potter I'll listen. oh my god <laughs> is this Stucky no no it's not Stucky it's Twilight is it <laughs> bringing it back to okay. the plot <laughs> I'm sorry, I just did like a snap here. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> just the prosecco. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But like, I was, I was like, I've had, I've been, I've had my fanfiction account forever, <laughs> for so long. I was logged in right now to fanfiction.net, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I looked at my first favorited thing. This isn't when I started reading fanfiction, but the first thing I ever favorited on that account mm-hmm. was in May 9th, two thousand and nine. <gasps> What was it? That's a little Ooh. young for smut, Missy. Girl. I know. Hey. I know. <laughs> I unintentionally ran across smut when I was like 12 mm-hmm. because I was looking up Harry Hermione fan fiction and I <laughs> clicked on one that was like, oh, like 15 plus or something. And so I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, it's 12. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I'm, I'm practically a teenager, right? So I click on it. And I don't understand some of what's going on because it kept using the word shag. <laughs> <laughs> and the which will help you later on. Which will help you later on. It's a different story. Oh my god. But but I was like, okay, what what is this word? They keep saying shag, and I was like, I'm not understanding it. So then I like Google it, and then I was like, oh, that's what it means. And then in my you know twelve year old you know sort of innocence, I was like, okay. I think this fan fiction is too mature for me. So I just oh, like click, I just like clicked out of it and I just like limited I myself. Okay, honestly, yeah. I was I- scared though. I was an innocent child, okay? I was I was the total okay, I'm still a nerd, but I was just like completely like I look at what I read in those years. I was like, I should not have been reading that. But I was reading it. I was reading it. You guys should shotgun wine. You, sh- you guys should have shotgunned this Prosecco. Look, how the fuck do you shotgun? I don't know. Am I going to fucking slash or okay. roll through they this have glass wine. Okay. They have canned wine. That's oh, true. They oh. do. <gasps> Look, Vita wants the experience. Fine. I do want the experience. I'm, I'm I do. sorry. I'm a lady. When you're done, crush it on your forehead. <laughs> I don't have that kind of strength. That is not. I believe in you. I'm post-shotgunning a wine. Women can do anything. It's the 21st century. I know it's the 21st century, but that's not one of my skills. Feminism. <laughs> Read up, bitch. Feminism is being able to shotgun wine out of a can. <laughs> and then crush it on your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tweet right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. We've been um, going on long. Yeah. Enough. Surprisingly enough, that was even more of a lightweight than Andrea. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let you guys go. Um, but we're gonna give you a treat. Shit. We're gonna leave you off with something to take home with you. Some homework, shall I say? Yeah. Um, if you want to know more about us, take a deeper look into our psyche. Then check out our favorite fan fiction, <laughs> which we're about to expose for the sake of art. For the sake of public radio <laughs> and for the sake of being known, being mm-hmm. seen. So, um, my current fave is Lady of the Lake Ooh. by Colubrina. Um, <gasps> we, I read pics by Colubrina. No, she's, she's so good. She's so good. So <laughs> good. Mine's a one shot. Mine's a one shot. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Mine's. Okay, I'm going outside the fandom. I'm going for X Men. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, it's Professor X and Magneto. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! Okay, all 
one is for like the new X Men. Well, like the old ones, I guess. Uh-huh. The ones set in the past with like James McAvoy. Uh, and- that's the oh, That's what I. Okay, that's who I think about when I'm reading those. <laughs> James McAvoy. Imagining James McAvoy. <laughs> Anyway, so I, like I said, I haven't read in a while, so I don't mm. remember if it was that great. Fantastic. But you know, it's the last thing I favorited, so I'm gonna go with it. Mm. Um, it's Best of Enemies by Black Betty. I don't know. I do know that when I click on it, it says it has adult content. Ooh. Okay. Okay, so, okay maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, go on, Vito. Your turn. Okay. okay. So I'm, I'm going back to Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. You know, this is. I, I guess it's probably the most recent graphic that I really like read. It's also a dream I any thick. It's mm-hmm. called The Fallout, mm-hmm. and it, the author is Every Thursday. Okay, <laughs> and then just a recap on the wine. What did we all think? I loved it. I'm not a Prosecco expert at all, um, but typically I, do, I don't tend to order it, but honestly, after drinking this, I would order it. I would order this one. I love apples, <laughs> and I love beer. I, I feel like if you're a beer person... I don't know what it is, but I feel like this is good for you. Yeah, that's true. There, there's something about it. Mm-hmm. I would say that if you're a fan of Prosecco, I don't think you would be mad at this. I think you would happily drink this. Mm-hmm. I had like two, three glasses probably at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very, <laughs> it is very like apple-y. It does have that kind of apple taste. So if you're more into sort of like a mm-hmm. neutral Prosecco taste, maybe this won't be for you. But I would say this is still a good Prosecco. You know, definitely very, very good, especially for its price. Like, even if it's not on sale, like, still, like, $13, it's not bad at all. No. What about you, Natalie? Um, she's cute. <laughs> That's all you need, right? It's cute. It's not, um, it's sweet, which I like. I like sweet drinks if I'm not drinking, like, a red wine. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It's, um, what's well, sweeter than the Prosecco I've tasted, but oh. I'm not as picky as Vettel, so I usually go for, like, the dirt cheap <laughs> Prosecco. Uh, but I like it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, thank you. And if anyone listening is ever interested in being on the show or you have ideas for celebrity guests, Stars. Or any like ideas for like themes and topics as well. We're more than open. Yeah, let us know. Drop a mm-hmm. comment, message us directly, like owl, whatever. <laughs> Still entrenched in that fanfic world. Okay, you know what, Stucky, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, no, you can't talk shit about me when you just told me that you read Glee fanfiction. <laughs> shut it down, we're shutting it down. Shutting it down. Anyway, um, I'm Natalie. I'm Andrea. Thank you for listening to this Tipsy episode. <laughs> yeah, what she said. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.